Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is just after 8 p.m. here on the 20th of August. Thank you for joining me this evening. How do you perceive mainstream news outlets, fake news versus the truth? Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. What a great weekend uh, we've had here across southern Ontario. Um, Dry conditions yesterday and today. It was extremely, it got extremely hot today. Um <clears throat> But that's par for the course during summertime. We experience going through experience of of moderate temper, uh, temperatures to heat waves. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, I thought it'd just be a, a, a good idea um, to do another show today. I did one approximately nine thirty uh, this morning. Now, like I said in the title. You know, how do you perceive mainstream news outlets? Fake news versus the truth. Now with local news channels, um, like city, <coughs> city news and that, um, CBC is, is a, one of the largest news agencies across Canada. Um, very legit um, news resource, as my own city news channel is. Now, Ten ways to spot fake news. Well, it's not really hard to go that far. I mean, you want all the fake news you can get, you know, just listen to, to Donald Trump. He'll tell you all the fake news that, that you want to hear. Now, spotting it, you know, and, and trying to understand the news articles that, that we read every single day and how we get our, from whatever media sources that you use in order to get the, get the news that you want. Don't just read the headline. Dig deeper. Read the full article and do do an assessment, you know, what the sources have claims. 
look for evidence, not opinion, unless it's relevant expert opinion. You know, and remember, they're an expert in a particular field for a reason, and personal experiences and common beliefs are not credible sources. Look for replication as the same story being published elsewhere. If multiple sources are covering it, it's more likely legitimate than if it is only one source. If not, it could be unreliable. What websites are you reading it from? Does the address look dodgy or untrustworthy? If so, um, what, what should you do, right? Read about the site, the author or publisher. Knowing more about these will help you inform your evaluation of balance as well. What do you do if the evidence they present isn't language-based? What if it's just an image? A picture is worth a thousand words, right? That's what people say. But not necessarily. Pictures can lie as well. Perhaps it might be worth conducting a reverse image search to see if it is a fake image. It's called fact-checking. I do that all the time. When I'm looking at something and I'm reading something, I want to do a topic about something. I do the research. Ask yourself, are all the reasons reasons presented to you for believing something actually relevant to the to the central claim well suppose in in the heat of the debate on the biological basis of aggression a person says to you well you mentioned that men and women have different levels of testosterone men have more testosterone and this is one reason why men are more aggressive but you need to know that Testosterone has also been implicated in the structural brain differences that underpin gender differences and language ability and, and, and spatial ability. <clears throat> you know, this argument regarding gender differences in languages and languages and spatial ability truly, truly relevant to the claim about aggression. You probably heard many arguments, you know, go on tangents because. You know, they trail off on a path of what's related, but that's not relevant. If evidence and logic cease to become relevant to the central claim, it could be that the case of a sloppy writing or perhaps more indigenously a crafty means of bias, uh, of biasing the reader. Either way, there's a good chance this might be fake news. Now we have to look at the structure. The structure lacks logic or what the writer deems to be logic is weak. This may be a sign that you're dealing with fake news. Well, I'm going to go to a perfect example of that. And I'm going to go to a perfect, a perfect um, example of this um, so-called um, news news. Uh, media source 
See, and then, you know, media bias fact check. You know, you can, you can do that. You, you can find that information out. So here's a perfect example of one, right? True North Center for Public Policy bias and the credibility. Right bias, you know, these media sources are moderate to strongly biased towards conservative causes through story selection or, or, or political affiliation. And they may use like strong loaded words or it attempts to influence an audience by appealing to emotions or stereotypes. Publish misleading reports and omit information that may damage conservative causes. Some sources in this category may be untrustworthy. The overall, we rate the True North Center for Public uh, Policy rate basis based on the editorial basis of favor conservative perspective. And we also rate them mixed for factual reporting to the occasional publication of misinformation related to COVID-19. Now, bias. Editorially, they strongly favor a nationalist conservative perspective featuring negative reporting on left-leaning Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the, and the Trudeau catastrophe underestimated the truckers. Furthermore, they have promoted misinformation regarding COVID-19, such in this article where they rely on the, uh, on the VIRS data. A quote from this article reads, there have been close to 7,000 reported deaths between December 22 and, 20, and June 21, according to the U.S. Vaccine and First Events Reporting System. True North fails to mention that the VIRS data is not reliable. So they just get unreliable information from unreliable resources. Failed fact check. Well, overall, we rate the True North Center for Public Policy bias based on editorial positions that favor a conservative perspective. We also rate them mixed for the reporting due location of publication of misinformation, obviously. Now, here's another perfect example of, of um, the true True North media source. You know, what's going on in Canada today? Far right website, True North is spreading deceptive information about Canadian wildfires. Conspiratorial video linking wildfires to arson deceptively presents news stories from 2021 and 2022 as if they as if they occurred in 2023. Some examples. <clears throat> the far right website True North claims that the government and climate zealots uh, are hiding the real cause of the recent wildfires across Canada, except two key pieces of evidence True North is presenting as smoking guns are far are far uh, from the wrong year. So there is a video titled The True North about the Canadian wildfires. True North presenter, this Harrison Faulkner, alleges there is a coordinated effort to suppress information about the real causes of the wildfires. 
And there's far more compelling case to be made about why all these fires are suddenly popping up, he says. And then he proceeds to walk viewers through news articles, all published by mainstream corporate media outlets to support his theory of an alleged cover-up of, of, the, true, of the true north that 2023 Canadian wildfires were intentionally lit by arsonists. And, and this story continues to go on. And he's pulling up information that is, that is not true from a couple years ago. Now, Harrison Faulkner's claim that the Global News article describing events that took place in 2021 and a post-media article describing events that took place in 2022 support his theory about the true cause of the 2023 Canadian wildfires are false because his evidence is far from the wrong year. You know, this is what I mean, you know, about about where, where where do you get your facts from? Who do you listen to? A perfect example of, uh, of that. And, you know, um, supporters of, um, uh, of this. Well, there's, this, this goes on here. Um, oh. Now, <clears throat> during his, his, his time as a president of the Campus Conservative Club, the group that controversially ran campaigns defending residential school architect Egerton uh, Ryerson and hosting the event in which former conservative leader Aaron Tua made controversial remarks downplaying the intent behind residential schools. You know, first of all, um, Egerton Ryerson is not the architect. Surrey McDonald is the architect other residential school system. So, I mean, he can't even get his facts straight there. Yeah, Ryerson had mentioned it, but it was Surrey McDonald who got it off the ground, who got the residential schools off the ground and up and running. Now, Another one that really doesn't surprise me you know is I'm sure this is the same same one here because it has to do um, with um, oh so misinformation about the causes of the uh, of the wildfires is being fueled by far-right political actors including people's party leader maxine bernier who blames the fires on green terrorists and alberta premier daniel smith who validated the same far-right talking points she expressing that she's very concerned that that these uh that there are arsonists and now that concern contradicts smith's own wildfire expert and Alberta's Ministry of Forestry and Parks and Tourism told the Toronto Star that the arson is not an emerging trend that we're concerned about right now. 
While the initial spark that causes wildfires may have a wide range of causes, including natural causes like lightning to human causes, which include everything from industrial activity to camping to discarded cigarettes. But all the experts agree that the size and intensity and spread of the current wildfires are being driven by hot, dry conditions. You know, organizers of, of, of the Freedom Convoy, you know, those like that, I mean, they, they will turn to, you know, the, 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 the True North uh, media source for, for information, and, and all they are is, is just getting disinformation, and unfortunately, they believe all of it. It's like, um, it's like, um, you know, uh, Donald Trump's followers, you know, and some people still in the Republican Party still back Donald Trump, which is absolutely just pathetic. So one, one, one very piece important piece of, of um, you know, false news and where it's coming from. Now, <clears throat> construction of logic requires care, so look out for careless presentation. Image of peace seems logic, okay, fair enough. Did you notice spelling mistakes or any concerning issues that manner in which the piece was presented? You know, these are also would be signs of fake news. Count the reason and objections. Reason for and against. If there's a relatively large difference between these counts, then we can consider the argument in balanced, which may imply that the argument's author is in some, some case biased. And however, it also means that there is an imbalanced amount of evidence available for evaluation and thus it's not necessarily biased writing, rather research is complete as it can be. So be extra careful in your assessment and don't be overly skeptical. Another way to, to discover whether it is real or fake news, question the intentions of the author and ask what is the purpose of this news story. Find that an often useful way of approaching the assessment for bias through asking whether the piece of stories made me feel something to remember. News stories are supposed to be objective. If what was presented to you evokes some kind of emotion, then it means that either the author is biased or you are. So be honest with yourself about this and assess both possibilities. Notably, this emotion evoking is a commonplace in, in pieces like editorials or opinion-based articles because it's their own opinion uh, of the government or some you know, other news stories that are that are that are going on and it, it, it can be biased now 
see, arguments can be biased as a result of, of deliberately pitting weak propositions with regard to relevance or credibility on one side against strong propositions on the other, for example, by placing a string of three um, anecdotes on one side of a debate against one could qualify piece of research on the other side. We may well wonder if the author is not deliberately pitting the strong against the weak in order to make us rethink our role or overall conclusion. And the author might be presenting weak statements against one strong proposition in order to, to feign a balanced argument. And when in reality, the argument is both imbalanced and biased. Evaluating the potential of the omission bias and imbalance of the argument allows us to invite and address the argument underlying motives. Now, like I say, you know, when I want to do a show and everything and, and how I get my information and what I look at and news stories and, and everything else like that. And, um, you know, even news agencies and, and, and premiers, you know, across, uh, across Canada and especially the premier of Alberta. <sighs> You know, it's almost like, oh, my God, do I really have to do research on this one again and find the factual, do the fact check on what this individual has to say? Because it's like endless. Now, we can find ways to spot and stop fake news online. The influence of social media and the sheer reach of information, both true and false, is dominating headlines and the collective public consciences and most recently false stories surrounding the 2016 U.S. presidential election spread like wildfire. And where'd that come from? Right out the gate. Right out of Donald Trump's mouth. And many to question the power of social platforms such as Facebook when it comes to the spread of bogus news. And while we can't control the click crazy group sharing half-truths online, we can control the content we share and we can teach our kids to do the same. You know, because Facebook and any other social media isn't going to do their fucking job. You know, we as individuals in society have to do it for them. You know, of course, when it comes down to individual responsibility with so many people now consuming their news from platforms such as Google, Facebook, Twitter, they need to carefully scrutinize sources, content, and the story tone is becoming more imperative. I do it all the time. You know, think about fake news this way. If you read an intriguing news story labeled breaking news, that sounds like a serious news story. You know, it's flashing at you and everything. It's like that. Read me, read me, read me. If you read an intriguing news story labeled breaking news, that sounds like a serious news story, then share that story on your personal platforms. If that information is false, you are just as guilty as the bogus source. There's much responsibility in, in commandeering even the smallest social channels these days. 
and especially when cyberbullying, slander, plagiarism becomes more prevalent in our digital culture. I'm glad I didn't, I, I didn't grow, you know, growing up in, in this world uh, of the digital world and in, in the World Wide Web once it was known, you know, you know, now it's the internet, you know, we call it and stuff like that, you know. Um, growing up in the 60s, you know, kind of, I kind of feel, you know, o- over the, the decades, you know, being pulled in to, to the world of digital, you know, where, you know, totally, totally against, you know, kids gaming all the time, always on their cell phones. When there's so much to do and so much to learn outside than that's sitting in front of you or being held in your hand. Parents have a responsibility about how much FaceTime or texting or gaming kids get. It's you, the parent, that has to take that responsibility. Reputation and management. Think about fake news this way. If you read an intriguing news story labeled breaking news that reads like a serious news story, then share that story of your podcast page. Then you're, of course, you know, you're, you're, you're just as guilty. Do it enough and eventually you lose credibility. Thus your voice and reach online. There's much more responsibility and commandeering even the smallest social channels these days. And I talked about bullying on cyberbullying, slander, and, and plagiarism. Does it take more time to dig into a source? To trace a new story? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Before sharing a piece of content, double check it, triple check it, quadruple check it, the article source. Google the headline. See if the story appears in other reliable publications. If it's, if it's isolated breaking news and it's coming from a sketchy source outside the mainstream media, then it's likely not breaking news. And people creating fake news are getting more um, uh, sophisticated, creating stories that look and sound and to incite you. Be diligent in checking sources during times of national tension when temperatures are running high. Often false stories are planted in, in by special interest groups to fuel one side or the other on a social crisis. Teach kids to think carefully before sharing such information. When in doubt, don't share, post, or publish it. And people just click on things all the time on, on social media. 
it gets getting reposted all the time. And then, then you wonder why, and then you're looking at it thinking, why is this being reposted all the time on all these different platforms? And before sharing it, who's saying this? Is this organization, this organization credible? Is this information biased, fact, or opinionated? Right? I've come across, you know, writers who just basically, you know, it's, it's an opinion piece and, you know, it's like, fine, I'm going to, I'm going to read about what your opinion is on about something, you know, and then go through all that, um, fact checking double checking, quadruple checking, triple checking, you know, your, your, your opinion and, and the source where I, where I think you may be getting it from. More as I start reading a few lines of it, I just click off of it because then I just know that, you know, I'm not even going to bother because it's just fake news anyways. Now, another thing you can look for, any news story that is credible, there would be two opposing viewpoints. A quick Google of sources quoted will render titles and authenticity of the sources. Objectively simply means to be fair to both sides of an issue. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. So how do you perceive mainstream news outlets, fake news versus the truth? Where do you get your news sources from? Do you, do you look into the credibility of the, uh, of the, the author, the, whether it's an opinion article, any sort of news articles, anything that's been reposted on social media and it, and it just keeps popping up. The other thing that you can do, so, you know, how 10 ways to, 10 ways to, to, to spot and stop bogus news stories. In any news stories that is credible, there will be two opposing viewpoints. Like I said, a quick Google of the source quoted will render titles and in, in the, uh, the authenticity of, of the sources. Look closely to see if the story is a sponsored post. More and more websites are designed to look like legitimate news sites, but are sponsored by special interest groups. Like True North Media Source. I just recently talked about them, you know, how, you know, controversial they are and how far right they are in the misinformation that they spread and disinformation that they spread. So I had to look them up too, you know, before I would comment, come on it and, and do a fact check, 
on that media media source, that media outlet called True North. Another way to to spot whether if it if it's true or not, evaluate the article's tone and purpose. In this written objectively to inform and educate, or is it written with bias and designed to persuade or incite the reader? Verify the date. Many times fake news stories will not have a published date attached, but a credible article will always have a date. Assesses image quality, the number, the number of clicks and overall layout. What is the qualities of this graphic images? Does the news site feel cluttered? Do the news stories images enhance the resource or distract from the content? How many clicks did it take to get to the desired information? Often fake news stories will be overpopulated with ads or presented in slideshows that make room for more pop-up ads and getting multiple clicks out of a user helps a sensationalized website with its ad sales. A few places to, to check the facts. Snopes, about urban legend, urban legend online, hoax slayer, urban legends in, in, in folklore, truth or fiction, straight dope. So are you feeling like a digital detective? Because every time you know, before I do a podcast and I'm doing it on a certain topic or I came across a news story that I wanted to talk about. Fact check the, the author's credibility. Right this morning I did, I, I did a podcast on one of, of one of the, um, um, organizers of the so-called freedom convoy that took place back in January of 2022 and went through that, that whole interview and fact checked a lot of things that she was saying you know because I'm not, I'm not just going to look at a news article and, and, and talk about a news article. I haven't even fact-checked any information about it. Because then I could be spreading misinformation or disinformation. And I don't want to be doing that. Because my information is going to be credible. My story is going to be credible. And it's going to come from a credible source. I don't sit on my phone, meaning that going on, on, on social medias, um, like Facebook, 
for for any information or any other social media, you know, to just sit there and you know, like YouTube and and, and things like that, and you know, people who do short videos and and stuff like that and. I don't have time for that crap. I just don't. I didn't. I didn't grow up in in the in the world of technology. I grew up in the sixties. And it's too bad. There's a lot of people out there, and including children, that don't even know what the outside looks like. Because they're too busy with their face and their phones. And they're too busy gaming all the time. And other people are just too busy spreading misinformation and disinformation. And it's not coming from my generation. Twenty-seven alarming fake news statistics on the effects of false reporting. Twenty twenty-three. Top fake news statistics, trends, editors' picks. Media trust worldwide has dropped by eight percent between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one. In twenty twenty, only twenty-nine percent of the United States adults said they mostly trust news media. of Americans say they regularly encounter fake news online. 60% of the United States adults say they've they've come across false information on social media. 33.5% of the millennials read political news on Facebook. Social media is the least trusted news source worldwide. Fake news that the statistics shows. 56% of Facebook users can't recognize fake news that aligns with their beliefs. In Q3 of 2020, there were 1.8 billion fake news engagements on Facebook. The media trust worldwide has dropped by 8% between that and 2021. Unbelievable. Right, 2020. So it goes. It goes through that already. So November 26 was a major turning point for people's interest in the term fake news. 2016 was a major turning point for people's interest in the term fake news. And where do you think that came from? Right from 2016 all the way up to 2020. There's four years in one person. Donald Trump ring a bell? It should. 21% of readers believe that the New York Times is very accurate. Media consumers choose different outlets to avoid the main, the, the misinformation effect created by fake news. The New York Times is one of the 
is one of the names held in every high regard, according to the 2020 survey. 21% of its readers believe that the Times is very accurate. Another 28% think the paper is somewhat credible, while 15% say it isn't all that trustworthy. 41% of Americans actively avoid the news. Another survey found that a record high 41% of Americans activity avoid watching or reading the news. Most of them do it to avoid, to avoid false information. They also say reading the news makes them feel sad and depressed about the current state of the world. And additionally, many say they have noticed that the media disproportionately focus on negative information. You know, when you're watching your local news channel at six o'clock, if that's what you do, you know, first things that are going to pop up is, you know, someone, someone has, has been, there's been a large police present in, in, in the, in, in a certain neighborhood, you know, people shot, you know, a nasty car crash big pile up on the interstate or something. You know, they always bring up all the stuff first. And then they get into the lighter part of the news. Ten percent of the United States adults have knowingly shared fake news. And it's just not the media that participate in the spread of fake news. Regular people do it too. And a large percentage of American adults have shared fake news on social media. While 49% learned the information was false after they had shared it. And 10% admitted being aware that the, the news, that, that it was info was untrue at the time of posting it. And then we have 8. 8.27% of male and 26% of female news consumers believe that mainstream media reports false information most of the time. And it seems that the gender is not a major determinant when it comes to one's appetite to believe or doubt mainstream media. 27% of males and 26% of females participants believe that the mainstream media spreads fake news most of the time. And where did they, and where did they get that from? You know, where did they get that from? You know, when it, when, when something, when something is, is said constantly and it's driven into your brain, by individuals or an individual. Somehow people believe it. It's like CBC News is one of the is the, is the large mainstream media media source here in Canada. It's like CNN in the United States. Trusted news reporting. 
9.44% of Republicans think mainstream media is spreading fake news. And according to the stats on fake news, political affiliation seems to be a major de- uh, determinator in, in public opinion. Namely, f- namely, 44% of people who identify as Republicans believe that the mainstream media can outlets report fake news most of the time, corrupted to only 7% uh, of the survey Democrats who say the same that the difference is more than evident is primary uh, stems from the belief on both sides of the political spectrum that certain parties control or even own media companies. And 10.32% uh, of people over 65 say the mainstream media outlets spread false news. Why is that? And the younger Democrat uh, demographic is often accused of skepticism. It's the older demo, uh, demographic that predominantly blames mainstream outlets for spreading fake news and alternative facts. In fact, 32% of Americans over the age of 65 believe that the popular media, they, that, that the media, main media uh, distributes false information. And on the other hand, only 22% of people under 30 shared this belief. They've got to be, they got to be Trump followers. Fake news on social media. 12.67% of Americans have come across fake news on social media. Americans believe that false information is most prevalent on social media. 67% say they personally encountered, encountered it there. And furthermore, 69% of them think that the platforms aren't doing enough to prevent it. And while some even directly blame the sites for deliberately spreading misinformation, this also shows the perception on social media's impact on the news. And 13.53% of American adults read the news on social media. And according to this study, just over half the American adults, 53%, get the news from social media. Sadly, not many users have the habit of making an active effort to flag down or uh, flag down uh, polarizing content, according to some platforms, themselves should encourage such behavior and raise user immunity through education. 14.53.5% of millennials, millennials read political news on Facebook. Right? With more than a third of the United States um, millennials getting their news from Facebook, hoax shares are a severe threat in this information age. 14.2% of, of, the, uh, of the Jenners look for news on Facebook, but they're not immune to fake news. 34.8% of them get news updates from YouTube, a site known for giving content creators a platform to share falsified information. The biggest concern here is how these sites will address the rising trend of social media misinformation. 
Social media is the least trusted news source worldwide. It's the least trusted. Well, it should be. Global survey, only 35% of people said they trusted social media, down from 40% in 2019. It's a historical low. And as the world faced a global pandemic, the fake news influence also contributed to the loss of trust in other outlets. Search engines are currently the most trusted news sources worldwide, with 56% of people saying they believe the information they find there. On trusted news sources. When it aligns with their beliefs, 56% of Facebook users can't recognize fake news. Social media stats show. So due to the so-called confirmation bias, people will trust the news that, that confirms their existing beliefs and values. Because this is the news that they're searching for. This is the information that they're searching for. This is the, they're not going, going, they are not going to go to the mainstream news outlets for their information. They are going to seek for what they believe. <clears throat> Even if the information is entirely fabricated, right? So, so the so-called confirmation, so, so, So people will trust the news that confirms their existing beliefs and values, even if the information is entirely fabricated. A recent study found that this applies to most Facebook users. Regardless of their education or political affiliation, according to the results, Facebook users will will correctly identify fake headlines in just 44% of the cases. Now, Facebook is actively trying to limit the amount of false information its users are exposed to. To stop the spread of fake news on Facebook, stats show that the powers that we have, that, that, that have been removed more than 7 million posts in the second quarter of 2022 alone. All those posts contain false or unverified information about the then and ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So the removal was also a way to prevent this fake info from putting people's health at danger. A little too late, too little. Once it's out there, it's out there. Just because you can take it down and stuff like that, it doesn't change the fact that people are gonna believe that disinformation. So while Facebook's fake news problem is severe, stats suggest that the platform is also battling other issues during the same period. The social media giant has removed another 22.5 million posts for containing hate speech and 8.7 million for promoting extremist organizations. Yeah, and it wasn't until people got fed up and then that it, was, that it was being reported how much how much fake information was being put on on, on Facebook, and then what the hell they're going to do about it, and put the pressure on on the social media outlets 
you know, to remove the disinformation and misinformation. Suspend or cancel or whatever you have to do of people's accounts. Nineteen point seven one percent of people believe that fake news negatively affects their own political discussions with their friends and family members. So the majority of people are willing to believe that the news that aligns with their own political views. This often happens regardless of the source, since most people don't bother to verify the content. And this is why 71% of people believe in the negative effects of the news media and false information on their political discussions with friends and family members. And 20, 20.83% of people believe fake news negatively affects their country's uh, politics. So the majority of the people seem to be aware that fake news shapes their country's politics. And moreover, 83% of them believe that the effects is overwhelmingly negative. They also claim that the political discussions in their countries have fallen victim to false reporting. Twenty point eight zero percent of people are convinced that fake news has a negative effect on other countries' politics as well. In recent years, we've witnessed a massive rise in media exaggeration. There's this thing called the car accident phenomenon. Although everyone knows car accidents are disturbing, no one can walk away, walk by one without looking at it. For this reason, about 95% of all news headlines are blown out of proportion. It's also why 90% of all media news is negative. Mostly importantly, this is the main, main reason why media um, exaggeration recently saw a staggering rise. A fake news outlet in France generated, generated 11 million interactions monthly. Twenty-four point four seven point five percent of Americans were very concerned about the fake news influence on the twenty twenty U.S. elections. So, U.S. adults over the age of sixty-five expressed the highest level of concern. Sixty-four percent said they were very worried, and another twenty-seven percent were somewhat concerned. Meanwhile, the uh, the 18 to 29 group showed the lowest levels of concern with only 33% saying they were very worried about fake news affecting the election outcome. And only 4.5% of Americans said they were not all worried, most of them in their 30s to 49 age brackets. There are two major types of fake news. There are two major types of fake news one needs to learn to tell apart. The first one is news that is just outright, outright fake. The other type is stories that have some truth to them, but aren't entirely accurate. The problem here lies in the fact that the factual elements lend these stories some credibility, 
thus making them more believable. Think about that for a moment, because it, it is. The number of authors is a telltale sign of a news item's credibility. And one of the well-known fake news facts is that the author information is usually enough to determine if a news story is credible. Namely, works with no sign authors typically prove to be fake. Information coming from one author could go either way, but news items with two or more credited authors most often turn out to be true. And 27.28% of authors post both fake and true stories. And using the, uh, the author's uh, reputation to estimate how credible the story might not be the most reliable method, namely the study found that 28% of all authors posted both fake and true stories the most completely completely ruins the idea of categorizing authors into fake and true news authors. One of the most interesting things about these fake news stats is that people seem to possess a general lack of ability to examine information critically. Most people are aware of the mainstream media's downsides, but not enough of them are suspicious of random information they encounter online. This is this only way to overcome this problem is to be suspicious of everything and learn how to ask the right questions. While it's true that some sources are more credible than others, the source itself is still not a guaranteed of the validity of the information a reader is receiving. In other words, in this digital era, critical thinking is the only way to tell what's real and what's not. So I hope you take away, you know, things out of that and how do you, how do you perceive mainstream news outlets? fake news versus the truth. You can go and think about that. Think about where you get your, your news stories from. Is it a credible, is it, is it, is it a credible media outlet? Well, that's my show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You have yourself a great evening. What's rest of it? What is the rest of this, this nice Sunday that we had here in Southern Ontario? And enjoy your work week. I will be back out here tomorrow night at 9.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. So if you can join me, that's great. If you can't, I understand. Because we all have things to do. You know, it's a new week coming up and we got things to do in the evening. You know, if, you, if you're a family or, you know, a single parent, stuff like that, you got kids to, to you know, 
to get to bed and, and things like that. And that's all understandable. I've been there, done that. So anyways, thank you again for joining me. And until my next show tomorrow night at 9.30, hope you can join me. Take care and thank you. Ontario, Canada. Good night, everybody.